Hi, I'm Aoki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I don't know if you guys know, but I love reading horror stories and horror books, especially short stories. And I'm really, really excited to be sitting here today talking to author Louis Paradis because he's an author of a book called Out on a Limb. The synopsis is just brilliant, I think. It's so interesting. Hi, Louis. How are you today? Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. But before we go into your book, I kind of want to read the synopsis out real quick because it's so like off the wall here. Private occult investigators Rebecca Suarez and Peyton Marks solve New York's strangest paranormal cases. But when a tree in Queens sprouts dozens of human legs, the PIs are stumped by the horrific sight. Lewis, whoa, that's really, really cool and crazy. Let's dive into your book, actually. Can you tell me more what your book is about besides what I just read? Sure. sure. Um, well, this book is set in a world, or it's essentially our world, but obviously uh-huh. a different world, where a decade ago, magic seeped into the world thanks to the goddess Hecate. Oh, okay. Sculpture in Greece came to life and started walking around the city. And as it dissolved and crack apart, cracked apart, this magic from this goddess just came out and spread around the world and touched a small percentage of humanity and even a smaller percentage of animal life and one species of plant, the olive tree. And so what the story and this world tackles with is like what happens when something truly bizarre happens, you know, and changes the world. And as I wrote it, I came to the conclusion that a lot of things would stay the same, you know, oh. they would just be more insane. So, <laughs> you know, you would have a whole new species of criminal and a whole new species of police work that would have to deal with this. And that's kind of how the idea of these two investigators came about. Oh, so cool. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> okay, so you've created this world with this craziness and insanity. What made you want to focus on private investigators as part of your storytelling versus, let's say, like a family or a couple or things like that? Why pick investigators? Part of it was focusing in on at least one person. And in this case, it's two, you know, Mm -hmm. to keep the story grounded, to keep it something that a reader could really invest themselves in, you know, with oh, those. Okay. Kind of like a follow through. Yeah. Thing. And I tried to make them as, you know, as, as fun and relatable as possible and intriguing and entertaining as some readers will find, like one of the two investigators is, is so over the top and lovable, that <laughs> you help, but like really getting into the story and, and having such a focus really just helped everything else, you know? Right. I like how you're making them, lovable even though this is like a horror story yeah it's like you're really on their side and going along even though it's kind of a scary scary thing to go through how did this come about to start with yeah so the 
the idea kind of brewed a friend of mine in Los Angeles. She's an artist. Her name is Rachel O'Donnell. And for years on her Instagram, you'd occasionally see her pet rabbit, Bob. You know, oh, so okay. You always have the bunny with her in some posts and she write about it. And she was also into, she's also into magic and the occult and, you know, mm-hmm. things readings and she's an artist so she always posted these things that kind of like stuck in my mind and that image of her holding a a bunny was always in my mind the back of my mind and one day I wrote really essentially the first scene of the book about the legs coming out of this tree in Flushing Queens and my first thought was like well what happens after that you know people would call the cops people would freak out right (laughs) Cops would come and like, how, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> like, who would deal with that? Who would deal with that? Right. And then from that question, out of that mist came this idea of this woman who was an expert in this sort of thing. And then that grew into Rebecca and Peyton, you know, and that's kind of thanks to that mental image I always had of Rachel and her bunny, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was these two that came out of that and like and then you know by by asking myself questions like you know how would they deal with it why would they be experts the rabbit was involved like how the heck did that happen <laughs> that's how it developed i like your description as far as like the limbs coming out of trees it's so it's such a visual thing to write about how was your process of writing the horror aspect out of all this Yeah, I wanted it to be something that would make the reader cringe and just feel. (laughs) That's what I love about this book. So you don't, you're doing perfectly well here. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to make it very uncomfortable, you know, like just that sight would be so gruesome to see. And at the same time, I didn't want it to be too over the top. Uh-huh. So I feel like I, I hit the right balance of, of gruesome details and just the concept of it. And the other things that happen in the book are, are kind of in the same way. It's like I, I feel like I hit the right balance. Is this something you want to continue writing with this base of, I, I want to keep saying the word insanity because just the thought of limbs out of a tree, it's already, this entire book is already so intriguing. Like, do you want to keep going in this world? Definitely. I wrote Out on a Limb as, at the time when I wrote it, I had essentially written part three at the same time. I just didn't know it yet. Oh. (laughs) So there's one character in Out on a Limb that comes near the end, Radish. And she's a Numazoa host. Uh, In this world, that means the spirit of talking animals, uh, in her case, is a snake that's just attached to her and she can see it and only she can see it and interact with it. But it's, it's a, it's essentially, essentially a living creature. And the other story that I wrote at the same time featured another character with the same ability slash, you know, and story as kind of a counterpoint, you know, he is a magical hitman working for the, the underworld that's developed in this world. And so the story follows him as he goes on uh, his hit and the three snakes that accompany him. 
So I, I I want this world to continue because one, I've already written the first draft of that third book. <laughs> These are just fun concepts, you know, because I can take them anywhere and involve other creatures, other deities from different cultures from around the world. In part two uh, with Rebecca and Peyton, they're going to encounter um, some Aztec mythology uh, here in New York. Uh, that's going to really challenge them. And yeah, I just want to continue because there's the, the possibilities are endless. Right. I love that you mix mythology with horror. That's really, really clever. That's actually something that I'm I'm sure there's some out there, but I'm just not as exposed to it as much. And as much as I love horror books, I like the, the inserts of mythology in there. How has it been since you published the book? How has the response has been? It's been really good. I've had a lot of good uh, reviewers, you know, uh, bookstagrammers on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, mm-hmm. podcasters like yourself. I've I've really loved the book. I've enjoyed reading their reviews because I feel like there was something in the book that connected with them that they enjoyed. You know, they oh, enjoyed yeah. the, the gruesomeness, they enjoyed the horror, they enjoyed the humor, uh, and the characters. And what I especially love is that they 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 got into this world. You know. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, I'm sure, as an author, that you've had this world in your head, living in your head for so long, and then it's our turn to kind of go in there and explore. I mean, that's why I like reading so much, because I get to see what's all been in your head. But can you tell me more about you as an author? Sure. I, I can't help but write weird <laughs> things just kind of always spiral in that direction and I really enjoy it you know it's it's not that's not a criticism upon myself it's just something that I naturally do and these are the worlds that I just I just love writing about you know and that's that's where my interest is in so uh, a lot of creepy things from (laughs) just researching insects to whatever you know all fair game. But have you always wanted to include mythology in your writing or this is kind of like going out on a limb and ha, ah, I just said that yeah. with your book anyway. <laughs> but have you always wanted to include mythology in there? I think so. I think there's always in in a lot of things that I write, I think there's always an element of mythology because I'm dealing with a lot of fantastical ideas mm-hmm. and a lot of those themes and elements come from very old stories, you know, and there are myths. So I think it's all kind of tied together. There's something about reading mythology to me that I don't ever retain. When I read about it, it's really fun, exciting, all the the gods, goddesses, and mortals and whatnot. And then literally 10 minutes later, if you ask me about it, I just forget. I forget right. who's who, who's a son of who. But then you're putting it into this horror world that they're going through, I mean, limbs in a tree. Like, I think that's more inclined for me to really remember these stories. So I'm really excited about this book. <laughs> Thank you. What else can you tell me about your writing process with this book? Were there any difficulties in characters or anything like that? No, I would say the characters were I felt were the easiest part of this because they jumped out 
-hmm. from the page. Uh, so the characters were easy. The process of writing it, getting it from the first draft to the final draft, I think was the hardest thing. Just the revision process, the developmental edits, the, the, those were the, the hard things, kind of like the admin work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of creative writing I think were was difficult this is the culmination of of almost a lifelong uh passion for writing and it was only the past two three years that I decided that I wanted to get a book out you know where before I wrote gotcha. for myself for fun but never really shared with anyone but I made a decision a few years ago I was like I'm gonna get a story out I didn't understand or really comprehend how much work and how much time it would take to get just even a short novella out. Gotcha, <laughs> you know? yeah. And that was the hardest thing was accepting that it's going to take time and that it's going to take more work than anticipated. Um, <laughs> it was worth it. But now you're here. Yep. Now you're at this point holding your book in your hands. That's exactly. That must have been really euphoric, actually, I'm sure. Yeah, and also a sense of relief. <laughs> right, I'm sure. So you've written books two and three at this point. Are you making it into like a set of series or these are more standalone, but just kind of in the same world still or? Yes, both. Yeah, the short answer is yes. So part two is the same characters, Rebecca and Peyton, and it's just the okay. following to this story. It's essentially... Part two. So if you've read the book, you know that um, the captain is going to sign some community service as a way kind of uh, keep the two in line. And part two is, you know, that. Part three is still in the same world, but with this new character, Elijah Cole. And it is a standalone, but it is connected in the same, it's in the same world. And there will be references to what happened in New York. So readers, you know, doesn't matter if you've read the first or second book, you know, you'll get a taste of, of what happened. And, and the goal is to keep it going. So I was thinking, you're continuing with this world. Is there some other elements in horror that you want to attack in the near future or in the future that you want to kind of explore besides the mythology part of this? Yeah, I mean, I think eventually, just as a writer, I think I'd like to to try my hand at something like splatterpunk to go just even more extreme in the horror world. Um, What's that? What's splatterpunk? I mean, I can kind of imagine by the name of it, but yeah. I love to hear from like a writer's point of view what that actually means. Right. So <laughs> I'll probably be like chastised for not knowing the the the. You know, it's like the NC-17 and above rating. Like really gory, horror. I guess. Gory, very uh, sensitive themes. Um, I think I'd like to try that because it would be so challenging. Because there, right. are, there are a lot of detail. There are a lot of things that one writes about that I think consciously or subconsciously you, you, you hit a line that you're like, am I going to cross this or am I not? <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of times you kind of pull back. Uh, which is fine. I'd like to try a story where I keep on pushing past that uncomfortable line, you know, just as just to see what I can do, you know. And I think a lot of people respond to that. There's definitely yeah. an audience out there who's yes. kind of like seesawing between your horror books and then beyond the scope of gore, I guess. Right. As many as I've talked to horror authors, I feel like there's so many different levels of mm -hmm. how gory you want to get. And it's so exciting what you guys put on 
pages. So what else can you tell me beyond this book or of this book? Anything you want to add? Yeah, I'm right now I'm working on my first sci-fi novella set in space, set in the future. Oh, cool. And like Out on a Limb, it's it's a murder mystery with a weird twist. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to finish that up in, in a month or two uh, and try to get it out by the end of the summer is my hope. And after that, finalizing parts two and three of Out on a Limb. And trying my hand at doing a weird fable slash folktale um, that I've had in the back of my mind for a long time and trying to do that. Because that's something I, I also want to write that's different, you know, uh, that I think would be very challenging. You are a very busy man this year, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy listening to the like the timeline of books that are planned out with authors because I've always I've always been interested in how many ideas you have in your head and yeah. just having to get it out on, on paper and editing or whatnot. That's so exciting to me. So, Louis, where can we get your book? Sure. It, Out on a Limb is available on most platforms like Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, for ebooks on, on the same two platforms for Nook and Kindle, Smashwords, really anywhere. And I even have a stack of author copies. So on Instagram... <laughs> If you reach out to at Lewis Prentice Writes, uh, I'm more than happy to uh, sell and send off a copy to you. That's exciting. Thank you. Well, I want to say thank you for coming over here today and talking to me about this world that you've created, which I think is so fascinating. And I love the horror elements, the mythical elements of this. I love that you combine them. Any last thing you want to say before we go for today? Sure. Uh, I I want to make myself available to any reader. If you've read my pieces, if you've read Out on a Limb or any of my short stories out there, I'd love to hear from you. You know, like post your review, send me a comment, whatever. The biggest joy in this is knowing that someone's read uh, one of my stories and I want to hear from you. Thank you for saying that. That's so cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye to you, but thank you again for coming today. And this book, you guys, this is really fascinating. This is so cool. I hope to talk to you again when your next second one comes out or whatever comes out from this world viewers and we'll we'll talk to you next time lewis thank you so much definitely thank you so much for having me hey bye thank you for listening to this episode of tell me about your book all the other information from this episode will be in the show notes Please support indie others as well as indie bookstores. And of course, the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where me and Caddy talk about all things books and, well, her cats too. See you then. Bye.